You're listening to a message from Micaiah Ermler, lead pastor of Southridge Church in San Jose, California. This week's awesome message will start in a few seconds. But first, we hope you will stay connected with Southridge by liking us on Facebook or by following us on Instagram and Twitter. Search for the handle at Southridge Now and click the follow button so you can receive uplifting, encouraging content right in your feed. Thanks again for listening. And now, here is Pastor Micaiah. Good morning and welcome to Southridge. Great to see each and every one of you. How are you guys doing today? Good? All right. Man, I'm excited to be here with you. How many of you love going back to school? Any hands? All the parents. Yep, I knew it. Parents are super excited for the kids going back to school. I personally liked going back to school because that meant new clothes. I get to see my friends. And it also meant a new backpack. That's one of the best parts of going back to school was the backpack. Uh, but the parents, for you, it's uh, the work begins, right? Now it's early. It's homework. It's PTA meetings. It's all kinds of stuff that's going to happen for the parents. But we're glad that you're here. We're glad that we can have Backpack Sunday where we can provide you with some backpacks. We hope and pray that you guys have a great start to the year. Now, uh, when it, we talk about ba- backpacks, did you know backpacks have actually been around? Since 3300 B.C. That's the earliest backpack we've, we found so far. Uh, they found it. And uh, for, the, for the longest time, man has been trying to find something to carry the weight or to help us carry the weights that we carry. And so we invent all kinds of things. Now, parents in this room, you know that oftentimes you end up carrying your kids. I see some of you carrying your kids right now. Uh, last week, I was in Florida, Orlando, and uh, we had bought tickets to go to some of the theme parks there. And I realized that the only reason I was invited to go was not because I was there to pay for any bills or to pay for the tickets. That's not what I was there. I was not there to drive. I was not there for entertainment. I was there to carry everything. That was my job. Just, I'm the pack mule. I just, everything, and I got carried and carried everything. This backpack, I lugged it around all over. And this is my wife's backpack. It's from uh, uh, Jan Sport. But this backpack, she got in the Philippines. It's been all over the world. It's been in the Middle East. This is her, not necessarily lucky backpack, but it's a backpack she's had since she was in high school. But when it comes to backpacks, we have all different types of backpacks. Uh, this is my son's backpack. It's not mine. I know some of you are like, but that's your size, Micaiah. No, it's not my backpack. This is not mine, but that's my kids. Anybody have a backpack that looks like this? Any of you kids? Okay. Any of you parents? No, just kidding. Uh, but we've all got different backpacks. Now, what about this backpack? Anybody got a backpack like this? Anybody got one like this? Yeah, Marvel. That's pretty cool. That's a cool backpack. Uh, my wife likes to do hiking, and which means I have to go with her. So I got this backpack. It's actually a camelback. And this stores all the water or soda. <laughs> I cheat when I hike. Uh, bad for you, but hey, who knows? You know, it's all good. But we are all looking to find something to carry the burdens that you and I carry. Now, some of you walked in this room and you carry what I call an invisible burden. Your burden may be a financial burden. Nobody sees it. You don't know how you're going to pay for groceries. You didn't know how you were going to get the backpacks you needed. You don't know how you're going to pay the rent. You, you got this financial burden. Some of you also came in with a relationship burden. You're not sure if your marriage is going to make it. 
You're not sure if uh, your spouse and you, your relationship's going to make it. You're not sure if your job's going to make it. You've got this burden. Some of you came in and you're fighting an addiction. Some of you got that burden. You're fighting maybe alcohol or drugs. And there's something you're working through. And it's this burden that you've got packed in this backpack. And you came in today and it was everything you could do to come into a church service. And you came here today and you're just thinking, man, I need to get my kids a backpack. But you came in with a heavier burden than your kids have. And that burden's invisible. Maybe your kids see it. Maybe your spouse sees it. Maybe your friends, coworkers see it. But you've got this burden. And this morning, I want to say to you, and I want to give you three words to help you. The three words, I believe, have this power and potential to change your life. I'm going to give you the three words right ahead of time. The first word is the word come. The second word is the word to take. And the third word is the word to learn. And these are the three words that you need to unpack your backpack. These are the three words. Now, here's what I want you to do. I want you to talk to the neighbor close to you and say, unpack your backpack. Pick a neighbor and say to him, unpack your backpack. Unpack your backpack. Now, find the next second favorite neighbor and tell them, unpack your backpack. All right? Ever you had a first favorite, go find the second favorite. And uh, now you know where you rank in that person's life. Okay? So don't pay for their lunch. All right? They owe you lunch. All right? So we want to unpack it. But how do we do that? And I believe that Jesus has the answer. Jesus has the answer to unpack the backpack. Notice in Matthew 11, I'm going to put it up on the screen, verse 28, just three verses. Here's what God's word says. He said, come to me, all you who are labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you, what's the word? Rest. Many parents are like, yes, I need rest. I got up way too early. I looked over at my wife this morning, and I thought it was like, you know, 7 or 8 o'clock in the morning, because she's on her phone, all right? I just look over, and there she is in bed, no lights, it's just she's on her phone. And I was like, it must be 6 or 7. Nope, it was 3 o'clock in the morning, she couldn't sleep, because our 4-year-old crawled into bed, and she's like, after that, I couldn't fall asleep. I, I just, I was awake, so she's on her phone, you know? So she needs rest, and many of you parents are like, I need rest. So Jesus is saying, come to me. And I'll give you rest. Verse 29, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Backpacks are famous. Backpacks carry a lot of stuff. But this morning, we want to unpack some things that God doesn't want us to carry. Matter of fact, God didn't design you to carry some of these things. These things are beyond your ability to carry. And did you notice in verse number 28, we see our first word. Jesus says, come to me. This word is an invitation. That's what it is. Jesus has an invitation to you. You're his, on his VIP list. This past week, uh, former President Barack Obama celebrated his 60th birthday and he invited a list of the who's who from around the globe i mean jay-z was there tom hanks was there beyonce was there the list of famous people celebrities and stars and it was 400 people were invited to his 60th birthday party anybody here get invited yeah i didn't think so right we weren't invited you know who showed up nancy pelosi showed up she wasn't invited awkward That must have been weird. You weren't on the invite list, but you show up. I don't know what happened. That's just what I read in the news. But it's amazing that you and I, we like to be invited to stuff that we may not even show up at. Like, we still want to be invited, and then we may not show up, but hey, we still want the invite. Jesus is saying, here's an invitation to come to me. 
Because Jesus can carry and can help you with the load that you carry, the stress, the anxiety, the pain that you feel. Jesus says, come to me. This is a call, but it's an open invitation. Notice who's it open to. He said, come to me all. Who is all? All is everybody. You see, this invitation isn't just to the select few. It's not to those who are tall enough, thin enough, handsome enough, beautiful enough, big enough bank account, enough cars, big enough house, big enough clout, big enough uh, 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 amount of Instagram followers. Jesus just says, anybody can come to me. And he invites you. This call, this invitation is to everyone. And yet so many people stay distant from Jesus because they're afraid to come to him. Because they know they've got all this baggage. They know they've got all this junk in their life. But Jesus says to each and every one of us, come to him. So this morning, we invited you to receive a free backpack, but we actually invited you to something so much greater. We want you to receive Jesus Christ because he can give you the rest that you're seeking. And he has this call. It's an open invitation. But he also, along with the call, has a condition. You say, wait a minute. I thought Jesus didn't have any conditions. Well, unfortunately, here he does. Notice once again that same verse. It says, come to me, all you, and here's his condition, who labor and are heavy laden. That's his conditions. Only the ones that are laboring, working hard, and the ones who are weighed down. You know what that means? That's all of us. All of us can admit to that. All of us feel like we're working hard and we're heavy laden under some burden some weight that we can't carry. And Jesus says, here's my condition. You can come to me if you have this condition that you're weary, you're struggling with the weight of the world. Right now, I I watch the news or I see what's happening with my kid's school and all of a sudden, I can feel a sense of anxiety. Some of you, you're you're gonna drop someone off at middle school for the first time and you're sensing anxiety. Some of you are gonna drop somebody off at high school for the first time and you're sensing anxiety. Some of you are gonna drop your kids off for the very first time and you're sensing some anxiety. I remember when I took my middle child, Austin, and dropped him off to school. He was so happy to go. He didn't say goodbye, didn't say anything. And I was like, how do you like that? After all that time, I'm like bawling when Austin, when my kids go off to school. I'm like, oh, man, you know, I, I love it when they're small and it's easy to raise them. And then they start to grow. It gets harder. But they, they didn't even blink when they ran to school. They were excited. It's harder on us parents. We carry that weight, that anxiety. And Jesus says, hey, bring that to me. Come to me. It's an invitation. So that's our first word, come to Jesus. You see, only the burden may come. You see, did you notice he doesn't say what the work or what the weight is? You see, the heaviest weights are the, most, are the invisible ones. Almost uh, 11 years ago, or excuse me, almost seven years ago to the day, actor Robin Williams took his life from suicide because he was carrying a weight, a burden that nobody knew. Here's this famous comedian that everybody uh, remembers. Maybe it was from Morton Mindy, you remember him, or from Voicing Aladdin, you remember him, or from uh, just some of his Jumanji or whatever movie. You know Robin Williams. And then to hear of him passing, it breaks our heart, right? And why? Because he was battling depression. Last night as I was preparing for this message, as I was looking at it, I felt a strong urge. Now, God doesn't call me or text me. But I get a sense as I read and as I pray that he has a special word. And one of the words I felt like was last night, God said, hey, there's going to be somebody that's going to be in the service at noon who's seriously contemplating suicide. And you're right there. You're contemplating it. It's a real thought. And God said, 
that that person needs to hear this message. Who you are. It could be a parent. Nowadays, you even see teenagers and young people battling thoughts of suicide, battling the thought of taking their own life. And I'm here to tell you that if you come to Jesus, he gives the rest that you need. He gives you, uh, gives you something more that you couldn't ta- have on your own. But first he says, come, that's the, that's the invitation. But secondly, notice verse 29, he says this, and I love it. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Take, that's initiation. It's one thing to come to Jesus, that's the invitation. But you've got to take that, you've got to initiate that. You can't just see something. I remember when I went to college in 2005, I saw my future wife, Jane, running at 6 in the morning. And it was one of these where she was running in slow motion because everything stopped. Because I saw the most beautiful Filipino woman I'd ever seen. And it was like the sky parted. Doves were flying behind her. And I knew, that's the girl. That's the one. And I walked away and I never talked to her again. No, no, no. Hey, it's one thing to see it. It's another thing to say, hey, I want to ask you out on a date. I want to I go on a date with you. I want to be married to you. I want to spend the rest of my life with you. You see, it's one thing to say, oh, Jesus, that's nice. It's one thing to hear it this morning. It's another thing to talk about it after the service. But it's another thing entirely to say, no, no, I'm going to initiate on what I'm hearing. I'm going to do something with what I'm hearing. I bought a car, uh, uh, a 1984 white Honda Accord with blue velvet interior before I even knew how to drive. <laughs> and it's kind of a silly thing to do, isn't it? I didn't even know how to drive, but I owned a car. You know, some of you, you don't know what you have in Jesus. You see, you've got to initiate. You've got to take it, but then you've got to learn what it's all about. You've got to initiate some things. You've got to say, Lord, I want to know what this Christian life is all about, so help me. You could be a, a wealthy person with millions of dollars in the bank, but that money is useless to you unless you go to the bank, take out your debit card, put it in the ATM machine, and get the cash from there. You see, Jesus is a wealth of resource, but sadly, most Christians don't take hold of it. And yet you and I, we can come to church or you can come to a service like this and you can hear it and think that's all I need. No, no, Jesus says, come to me, but then take from me. Isn't that great? I mean, that Jesus just says, hey, come and take. That's an awesome invitation. He's saying, take hold of something. But yet many of you say, Christianity doesn't work. I don't believe it. And it's only because you hear the the come to him, but you don't hear the take from him. That initiation. That God wants you to initiate some things in your life. Have you started to walk with Jesus? Are you in a good church? Are you reading your Bible? Are you praying? Or is this something where you're just thinking, no, I don't really need it. No, God wants you to initiate something. Hey, friends, we do this thing called church every Sunday. And we want you a part of it. We want you to be here to change lives and to make a difference in our community. We do things like give away backpacks, give away Christmas trees, uh, reach out to people in need in our community. We love San Jose, and we want you to be a part of it each and every Sunday until you can take hold of this. So we see our first word is come. That's the invitation. Second word is take. That's initiation. But notice, and I love this, Jesus, why can he say take hold of me and you'll find rest? Because Jesus is the prince of peace, according to Isaiah 9. So he can give peace because he's the prince of peace. Jesus is giving you what you don't have. And lastly, I love this. He says in verse 29 and 30, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Our last word is the word learn. That's instruction. 
Jesus wants to teach you some things. He wants you to grow and to learn more about him. Learn what this Christian life is all about. And he wants you to learn something very specific. He says, take my yoke upon you. We don't talk about yokes much. And if it wasn't for the fact that this city boy, me, worked and hadn't worked on a ranch, I wouldn't know what a yoke is either. But uh, for several years, I worked on a ranch, and we would take these huge horses. And we'd have these massive horses. We had one. It was a Belgian draft horse. Looks like what you would call, like, the Budweiser horses, the Clydesdales. She, her name was Dolly. She was huge. And Dolly could pull a telephone pole. And those things weigh almost 1,000 pounds. But we had a couple of them. So we hitch a couple of them together, and you think, well, if one horse can pull one pole, then two horses can pull two. And my friend... They could pull more than three of those together. You see, that's what happens when you're yoked up. The strength of the two combined is greater. And Jesus is saying, your life combined with me, you could do far more than you could possibly imagine. This is why the Apostle Paul in Philippians says, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Because he understood he was yoked with Christ. My question for you this morning is, are you yoked with Christ? Do you have Christ in your life? You're struggling to carry this weight, and Jesus is saying, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. I'll give you rest, that rest that you need, but you've got to learn. What are the things we need to learn about Jesus? You get three things when you get Jesus. First of all, you get forgiveness of sin. Did anybody ever teach your children how to lie, steal, cheat, or hit? Anybody ever have to sit them down and teach them? Okay, good. I was going to be very nervous that I was a bad parent if all of you raised your hands as parents. Say, yes, you had to teach them how to lie, steal, and cheat. Uh, My children just know how to fight. They know how to lie. They know how to do all kinds of bad things on their own. It's called their sin nature. And guess what? We all got it. We all got a sin nature. And Jesus came to die on a cross to shed his precious blood for remission of sin. You see, the Bible says, for without Christ, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. Jesus Christ had to die to cover the payment. The Bible says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. You see, Jesus made a way possible. And if you just think, oh, I just come to Jesus, I just take from Jesus. No, you need to learn what do you get when you get Jesus. You get forgiveness of your sin. Muhammad said, I am the prophet of truth. Buddha said, I am the pursuer of truth. But Jesus said, I am the truth. You see, the Bible tells us in John 14, 6, I am the way, I am the life, I am the truth. No man comes to the Father but by me. My friend, this morning, do you know Jesus? Have you been instructed that he is the only way? It's not your good looks or your good works that will get you to heaven. It's not that you came here and you sat in a church service. It's not that you fed somebody or did something nice. The only way to heaven is through Jesus, that you come to him, you take from him, and then you learn from him. Jesus has his invitation. He wants you yoked together with Christ. See, you get forgiveness of sin. You also get a friend that never leaves you, and then you get a future in heaven when you get Jesus. My friend, have you asked Jesus Christ to be a part of your life? Some of you were like, wait a second. The Bible calls this burden something, calls it easy, and then also calls it a burden. Wait a minute, I, I don't know how something could be easy and light, but yet also be called a burden. Because Jesus said, this yoke 
The reason it's easy, the reason it's light, the word easy actually means custom. Jesus customized his life just for you. He made it fit you. You ever gone bowling? Anybody ever gone bowling in here? You ever try to find a pair of bowling shoes that actually fit your feet? Every pair of bowling shoes, they really want you and I to look like Bozo the Clown. That's really what they want. And they, they, they get a kick out of you and I having shoes that don't fit. I'm telling you, Jesus says, I have a life that fits you. It's not something that doesn't fit. I've got a life for you that will fit you, but you've got to come to me. I've got a life that works. I've got a life where we can unpack all the stuff that's in here. You don't have to carry that depression. You don't have to carry that anxiety. You don't have to carry that fear. You don't have to carry all that weight of guilt that's in your life. Jesus is saying, hey, unpack it. Get that stuff out of your life. I will help you to find that rest. I will help you to find that life as you come to Christ, as you take hold of him, and as you learn from him. You will learn that Jesus is good. You will learn that he's a good, that his father is good as we come to Jesus. You see, this morning, that's the greatest decision you can ever make, to come to Jesus. So I'm gonna invite the band onto the platform as we close this morning because I believe that right now that God is speaking to your heart. I believe some of you thought, I'm gonna come here and get a backpack and yes, we got plenty of backpacks for you. We're excited for you to have a new backpack. But if you just came for a backpack, that would break my heart because I want you to leave here not just with a backpack, but I want you to leave here with an empty backpack, one where you've taken the weight of the sin of your life and you say, Jesus, I came in with it, but I'm not gonna leave with it. I'm leaving it here in this room. I'm gonna leave the weight, I'm gonna leave the sin, and I'm gonna give it to you, God. May you forgive it and wash it. I, I can't carry this anymore. I can't deal with this anymore. So I'm coming to Jesus. And so this morning, if you say, I want to receive Jesus Christ as my Savior, that's my prayer for you, is that you would invite Jesus into your life and that you would pray a simple prayer. And it's not the words, it's the heart. And if you would pray something like this, that you say, Jesus, I accept you into my life. Come into my life. I want to take hold of all that you have for me. I want to learn from you. I want to receive forgiveness of sins. And I want to follow you with all my heart. If you would pray a simple prayer like that, Jesus will hear you and he will forgive you and he will be your friend and he will give you that future. And if you say, I want that, we want to pray that you would receive that. Can we all stand as we close? And out of respect for those that I believe Jesus is speaking to, can we have heads bowed and eyes closed? I want to give you a moment right now. We're almost done. We're almost about to go out there and get some wonderful backpacks. But right now, I believe the most important thing that you do today is what happens in the next 30 seconds. If you say, Pastor Micaiah, I want to receive Jesus Christ as my Savior. I want to pray that prayer. Is that you? Would you slip up your hand? You say, I want to pray that prayer. Is that you? Anybody like that? I see that hand. I see that hand. Oh, God bless you. Anybody else? I see those hands. Amen. Amen. I want to pray for you. And as I pray, you pray. All right? Let's pray together. Dear Father, I ask you to forgive me of my sin. I want to receive your forgiveness that was paid for by the precious blood of Jesus. I repent of my lifestyle. I want to start anew, afresh, cleansed by the precious blood of Jesus. I want a new start in life, a new future. I want to come take hold of your rest. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Did you pray a prayer like that? Would you slip up your hand? You said, yes, Pastor, I prayed that. I see that person, that person, and that person, and that person. Can we celebrate with these that ask Jesus Christ in their heart? That's the most precious thing. 
That's the best thing. They're going to walk out of here with their backpack being empty. They emptied it. Let's sing one worship song and I'll be right back with you. We hope you were encouraged by today's message from Pastor Micaiah. If it was a blessing to you, don't forget to share it with a friend or family member this week. If you have any questions, we'd love to hear them. Get in touch with us by visiting SouthridgeSanJose.com slash connect. Again, that's SouthridgeSanJose.com slash connect.